The grace we have under the new covenant in the blood of Jesus is indeed marvelous. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and this radio broadcast is Shi'ar Jashub, which in Hebrew means a remnant shall return. The Church of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, welcomes you to today's study, where we will be continuing the Heavenly Authority series taught by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo. Pastor is currently in the New Testament section of the study, discussing the high calling and ministry of every believer as part of the body of Christ. Before we rejoin the sermon, please remember to visit our church website. There you will find an extensive library of Bible study programs to help you with your study of God's Holy Word, as well as information about Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle, and articles by Pastor Greg. The address is www.shiarjashub.org, and you can get there whether you include the hyphen or not. When we left off the sermon, Pastor had read from Hebrews chapter 12 and verses 12 and 13 in the New King James Version. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down, and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. Here now is Pastor Greg Scalzo. In many ways, that describes the body of Christ when it's cut off from the head Christ Jesus. When there is this wrong teaching, wrong understanding of where every person belongs in Christ, it becomes lame, it becomes dislocated, it becomes unhealthy. The hands become weak, the knees become feeble. It's an unhealthy body. It's not coordinated. It's not a well-oiled machine where the head, Jesus Christ, gives instructions and the body instantly carries it out. And the hand is not fighting to be a foot, and the foot is not fighting to be a hand, and there's not jealousy and dissension, but everything is working together, each part knowing the master, the head, Christ Jesus. And the command is to make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. If you go down to verse 18, and we spoke a couple weeks back about the mountain and the covenant, the old contract on Sinai. For you have not come to the mountain that may be touched and that burned with fire and to blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of a trumpet, and the voice of words so that those who heard it begged that the words should not be spoken to them anymore. For they could not endure what was commanded, and if so much as a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling." 
grace has taught my heart to fear. You think of that imagery, the fear. Who of us can enter into the presence of God? The power and might of God, the holiness, the purity of God. Who are we that we can touch that mountain? And the old covenant showed it. It declared us sinners. Who can come up? But he talks about the new now. He says in verse 22, But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, not a mountain in Arabia, the actual presence, the actual dwelling of God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, the assembly of the firstborn, who are registered in heaven, our names are recorded in the Lamb's book of life. To God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Purchase not with the blood of a Sacrifice, an animal sacrifice, purchased with the blood of the Son of God. We have this access into the holy mountain of heaven, the new Jerusalem. And then he says down in verse 28, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably, with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. It was grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace, the song says, my fears relieved. We have this wonderful covenant contract that each of us can be children of God. Our past can be forgiven, can be washed away. We can be made new. We can be made whole, and every one of us can have access into heaven. We can go boldly into the throne of God right now through prayer in the name of Jesus. If we die and our bodies go into the ground, our spirits go to be with the Lord before the throne of God. If we're here when Jesus Christ comes back and he sounds the trumpets and we're truly his, we're going to go to be with him. We'll be raptured, changed in a moment. What grace that we can freely approach God, the Almighty, the Holy One, the creator of the whole universe. And yet sometimes, because we have this marvelous grace, some think they can play with it as though they can play with God. And here the writer of the book of Hebrews, while clearly telling us up in verses 20. 2, 23, 24, the greatness of this new contract, the glory, we come to an assembly, innumerable angels, just men and women, to God the judge, Jesus the mediator, that were covered by his blood that we have access, reminds us then down in 28, it's a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And we have grace by which we serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God still is a consuming fire. If we think we can play a game with God and mock God and say, well, I'm saved by grace, 
by that very attitude we place ourselves where? Not under the new contract, we place ourselves right back under the old contract and be very careful because our God is a consuming fire. God cannot be mocked. This grace doesn't allow us to play a game with God. This grace does not allow the church just to be any which way. The calling, the freedom, the liberty we have in the Holy Spirit is to bring us into this beautiful body of Christ that works for him. He being the head, we each knowing the role, the position he has for us in this world and knowing he receives us with open arms in the next. That we might all know him from the least to the greatest. That we might be his people and he will be our God. When that body becomes whole, when what is lame is no longer dislocated but healed, when the feeble hands of the church become strong, then the body works, then the body is whole, and there's no longer any imaginations, no longer any thoughts and doctrines that take the church and make it go to and fro, but you have a church restored, a church made whole, and I believe the Bible prophesies that in the last days that will happen. That the bride will make herself ready. That she'll be dressed in fine linen, prepared for the bridegroom. Consider some of the ministers of the new covenant. We spoke about the new song, right, in Revelation. The song the elders sang in Revelation chapter 5. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. The new song, the song of joy, the sweet song, no longer the old song, the bitter song that told us how helpless it was, how sinful we are, but rather a new song of hope in what only Jesus could do for mankind. A new song. And now we have new wine. If you look in Matthew chapter 9, Matthew chapter 9 and verse 16, the Lord Jesus says, No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch pulls away from the garment and the tear is made worse. Nor... Do they put new wine into old wineskins, or else the wineskins break, the wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined? But they put new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. When the new covenant comes, the new contract comes in Messiah, which was prophesied in the old, the Lord does a new work, a different work. Israel had been used to, for centuries, having the descendants of Aaron come, a political system arose. Rome was able to manipulate that system to get Caiaphas and Annas in as high priests. A good priest, like John the Baptist's father, did not find the place as a high priest. And so his son, maybe he should have been the rightful high priest, John is out in the desert calling people to be baptized. They were used to this system and the synagogue system and the scribes and the Pharisees. And God will use scribes and Pharisees. God used Paul, one of the greatest minds of all time, 
and he called him into service. But when he does the new song, he sings a new song, he has a new wine, he works things a little differently than in the past. And so you read in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 18, Matthew 4 and 18, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were what? Fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother in the boat with Zebedee their father, mending their nets. He called them and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Four disciples called in that one passage. Later on, he would call a tax gatherer named Matthew Levi. If you want to rehear the sermon, you can visit our website at www.shiarjashub.org. The website has an archive of Bible study programs, both new and old, with in-depth analysis as well as anointed preaching. You will also find information about our church, including our 10 a.m. Sunday service. And Pastor Greg is regularly adding written messages for the church today. From topics on Christian responsibility, to what the Bible says about capitalism, to creation science, we believe you will find the commentaries both educational and inspiring. The address again is www.shear hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. May the Lord bless you as you serve Him.